Welcome back to Marketing Management and Money. We are your hosts, Ryan Owens. And Ryan Murray. Welcome back, kings and queens of small business. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <clears throat> We're all rich. We all are. <laughs> uh, so that's a good way to kick this one off. That's a good way because, listen I, up, we're talking about money this week. Money. Money, 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 money. All I'll right. Make it so, happen. Uh, make it rain. <laughs> that's too dirty. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, uh, as I've as I've grown up in, you know, small business and, and entrepreneurship, I've, I've come a long way in the way that I've uh, perceived money in small business and how it works, how it can benefit, how it could be a detriment. Uh, You know, I've always heard that cash or I had always heard that cash is king, right? Sure. Yeah. But as I've experienced more and learned more and become much wiser in my dealings with gold, (laughs) uh, I've learned that all, not all, sorry, (laughs) not all cash is created equal, right? Uh, some money can be real expensive, <laughs> yeah. which is a weird thing to say. You're, you're getting into some uh, some interesting concepts that yeah. I wish all entrepreneurs understood. Oh yeah, but uh, not too many do. They, you know, it, cash is king, and so you go after it. And if you got it, you're yep. you're good. And uh, you know, if you don't, and 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 here's something. So one interesting thing when when I realized this is that if i have cash in my company i can always stay in business no matter what i can have horrible management i can have horrible sales i can screw up on so many fronts but if i have cash i can stay in business as soon as i run out of cash i'm out of business yep and this is a common theme, and you'll hear me repeat this several times throughout various episodes. I mean, when we talked about the inverse relationship between sales and cash in one mm-hmm. of our previous episodes, I was hitting on the same thing and saying, look, you got to have that, that cash. You know, you can have record sales and, and still, uh, you know, go out of business. You can have record profits and still go out of business because it all boils down to cash. And I think people logically want to accept that but i don't know that they internalize that so much right. and so i'm glad that you're bringing yeah. this up and talking about the you know kind of the different types of cash flow yeah so i i was just gonna say i feel like there's a, a myriad of different directions that we can take this mm-hmm. right uh you know the cash cycles and all kinds of different things but yeah. what i really 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 want to focus on is internal versus external cash oh, flow right yeah so like uh internal internal cash flow comes from sales and profits external comes from debts and equity right yeah, right uh and i think inherently i kind of understood this uh back when i was a young warthog <laughs> <laughs> but you know and, and i and i always thought you know external being from debts and equity i always thought oh man like that's that's a bad kind of money you know what i mean yeah. like debt's bad yeah right but it, it's not it's not necessarily it, it isn't necessarily uh as long as it's balanced and uh properly utilized it, it can be an asset to a company yeah so and that's uh that that 
okay, there's some semantics that I I I, I kind of want to get hung up on, and I apologize. You know, nerd. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Own it. Debt no, is not going to be an asset because on your okay. balance sheet okay. you've got your assets, liabilities, uh, and equity. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. You, it's a tool. Can I tool? Can, can there I you use, go. Okay. Can I use the word Let's tool? Go with tool. I okay. apologize for okay. offending the finance gods, <laughs> all of the CPAs and accountants. I'm sorry. <laughs> So debt is a tool, and and that's a big difference between consumer debt and business debt. Is as a consumer, I I consume, I absorb, right. and so any debt that I'm taking on is just to feed my consumption. Whereas in a business, when I take on debt, it's to produce, it's to create, Bingo. it's to grow. And, and so, you know, there, there's different types of debt, there's different types of cash, there's different, you know, and it's these subtle nuances, understanding these subtle nuances that really make it so that entrepreneurs can thrive when they get it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you talked about the uh, internal cash flow, you know, that uh, feeds down from sales and profits, and then the external cash flow that's coming from, you know, debts and equity. And I really want to kind of hone in on these, and I I, I want to pick them apart. So, okay. what do you, what do you think? You you want to start with internal, external? Where, what do you want to What do you want to start with? Let's start with external first. Okay. So, you kind of already hit on the uh, the debt side of things and uh, how you can use it as a tool. Equity is the same way. So, cover that just real quickly. What, what do we mean when we say you know we're using this as a tool? What what exactly am I getting out of this? So uh, you go to the bank and you get a loan and then you take that and you put it in your personal account and (laughs) (laughs) all right. Right. That's how it works. I got got you on semantics. You're getting me on semantics. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. It's fair. (laughs) Well, no. So um, it can be, it can be used to, so debt, can be used to extend like your cash cycle, right? If you need to purchase inventory to fulfill an order, but you don't have enough cash on hand to carry you through the time it's going to take to get paid back for said inventory purchase. Right. When you sell, when you build and sell that product. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it can be utilized to, to grow your business in that way. If you all of a sudden need to ramp up inventory, Mm -hmm. you know? And and so, that's what I want to hone in on is right. all of a sudden you need to ramp up. Yeah. Quick. Right. Fast. I need access to cash now. Yeah. I got to have it. You can't all of a sudden just go out. Go. You can't go out and make, you know, a crap ton of sales and be like, oh, I, by the way, I need to be paid now. <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, if, if you've got to ramp up pretty quickly, you're going to go external. It's, it's, you know, that's, that's the faster way to get that infusion of, of cash is, you know, we've got to go with this external, Mm -hmm. but the big downside of debt is you got to pay it back. I got to pay it back. Right. Yeah. And, and so I see a lot of people turn to equity and they're just like, oh, you know, Hey, equity, I don't have to pay it back. Uh, You do. You still do. You're just paying it in a different way. You're you're not making a loan payment. But, you know, I mean, the, the owners in the company, yeah, they want to get paid. Well, but I am the owner, Ryan. Uh, yeah. 
you still got to pay yourself back, right? And, okay. What a, what a brilliant concept to bring up is do we treat ourselves as owners like we would other shareholders? Right. You know, I, I've seen so many times people have, you know, they've just not ever taken the time to pay themselves. Yeah. And I look at that and I was like, what's the point of the business? Right. It's for you to get a cut, right? right. A right. good cut. Yeah, you know, exactly. Not some scraps point. that fell off the table. Right. Yeah. You know, and and so, you know, you, you've got this external where debt and equity, they raise the uh, the capital quickly. They get you access to capital quickly. They, you know, it, it's good for ramping up and high growth and, you know, but but it comes with some risk. For sure. Because I've got to pay this back. Exactly. I've got demands of creditors. I've got demands mm -hmm. of shareholders, you know, and yeah, there's a balance there. And if you're not careful with that balance, all of a sudden you get pulled down, you get, you get pulled underneath and you can't get back out. Yeah. Right. So cash is king, but all of a sudden it's now my worst enemy. Yeah, exactly. Be because of the type of cash flow that I'm getting, right. I'm getting over leveraged. Yeah. And you know, I just, I just can't sustain it. Right. It's just not happening. Yeah. So an, another way to, or another avenue that you can essentially go down with uh, debts and equities is like if you have investors, right? Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden they're infusing your business with cash and infusing it and infusing it and infusing it, at some point they're going to be like, hey, what's this doing for me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let's pay back. Let's exactly. Pay back. Yeah. So that's where if you flip over to the internal mm -hmm. cash flow right and internal cash flow is really interesting so internal cash flow it um it it comes from the business the business is generating right. the cash through flow through sales or and profits through sales that filter down through profits so it's yeah. actually profits that are generating yeah. the cash flow yeah. it's the sales that are generating the profits yeah. and I, I am, I'm getting a little bit technical here, but there's a reason well, no, why. I, yeah. I was just going to say that's really important. It's, there's, it's a good way to say it because there, there really is uh, substance there that needs to be clarified. Yeah. So I can be a high sales company, but if I don't have profitability, I will not have cash flow. It's right. just not going to happen. And so that's why the distinction there to say it's the profits that are generating the cash. Yeah. But the profits are also going to pay back the debts and take care of the equities. Right. And so you can, you know, I, I'm jumping back to the external cash flow. You can eat up all of your internal cash flow if it's having to go pay back this, you know, external cash flow that, that, that you at one point grabbed. But let's let's not yeah. delve too deep down there. Yeah, there are, like I said before, there are a million different directions. Oh, you got me started. Uh, like there, I mean, I love this topic. <laughs> there are things that I want to bring up that I'm like, oh, I can't, I don't want to say that. Let's, let's focus here. Yeah, keep, keep it on at least one plane for now. Right. So we've got this internal cash flow. Well, flip side, you know, external, it's quick, ramp up. Internal, slow. Yeah. It's because really, really slow. Cash cycles and you got to make the sale and... That, mm -hmm. And then you got to get paid for the sale. And then, you know, you got, like you said, you got to filter that down through the rest of the parts of your business, you know, mm -hmm. take out, 
pay back all the debts that you need to, pay your employees, pay your utilities, all those kinds of things. Yep. And then you have profits, and and that takes time, right? And, and as we talked in our uh, in in our episode on the inverse relationship between sales and cash, they move in an opposite direction. As my sales yep. are ramping up, my cash is actually going down. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, for our listeners, if you want to get the whole scoop of that, jump back to that episode. It's a great episode that really talks mm-hmm. about a concept that's overlooked. But as the sales filter through to profits and the profits are generating cash flow to me, one of the things that I'm getting out of this is a super healthy company. Right. If your company is generating enough cash flow that you're supporting your own growth internally. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. You're, you're, Wink in the money. Like, <laughs> I, I could not, man. That was like, pff, that's too perfect. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to do. And oh, yeah. most people don't have the luxury of being in that space because here's what will happen. If I go after this internal cash flow, I'm going to move a little bit slower. Well, if you're moving slow and the competition is moving fast, you've got to use that external cash flow to keep up with the competition or else you're going to get left behind. You're, you're going to be outdated. And you'll see that happen a lot. Companies that tend to be, you know, super healthy with internal cash flow, they tend to be older companies. And, and I'm talking in terms of a small business. So like the owner themselves has been doing this for several decades. And so mm. they've had decades to build up their cash flow but they've also had decades to entrench themselves <laughs> in in a in a certain way of doing business yeah. and you know right. all of a sudden the new punk kid comes along and starts undercutting their business because they're so entrenched in their way of doing business that they've lost their competitive edge. Yeah. Right. And so as we look at this internal cash flow, it really is a a, a great sign of a healthy business. Now, I want to talk about something. I'm, I'm going to pivot here for just a second, if that's okay. Yeah, I know. Sure. I know we talked about too many rabbit holes. <laughs> I'm going down this one. Okay, fine. So, zombie businesses. <laughs> <laughs> zombie businesses are the living dead. Yeah. They, these are. I think, this is a great analogy, by the way. Like, I, you and I have only talked about this like once before, but I still, I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. It's, it, it, a zombie business is a business that looks like it's alive, <laughs> moves like it's alive, but on the inside is actually dead. Yeah. Feed me. And the way that it's dead is because of the lack of cash flow, mm-hmm. but it's still getting subsidized. Okay. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me give an example of a, uh, of a business that I was working with. And this will this will kind of tie it in and hopefully make a little bit more sense. So there was a uh, I, I I was teaching a business planning class, and uh, okay. you know in uh, in our next episode we're gonna we're gonna talk about business plans and you know kind of get your <laughs> get your perspective on business plans yes. here. But I was teaching a business planning class, and at the end of the class, this gentleman he comes up and he starts talking to me, and he's like, oh, I really liked your class. I really liked, liked what you were talking about. Um, can I ask you some questions? Like, sure. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'll stick around for a little bit after the class. And sure. so he starts, you know, asking me uh, some some things about his company. And I 
it's just not sounding right. Okay. And so I I finally pause him and I'm just like, "Are you profitable?" He's like, "No. No, I'm I'm not profitable." I'm like, "How long have you been in business?" Uh, this is our 7th year. Whoa. Have you ever been profitable? No, we've never been profitable. How are you still in business? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking at this and I'm just like, I, I, I've since learned that this yeah. actually happens often. And that's yeah. where I came up with the term zombie businesses yeah. is these are businesses that, you know, for seven years he's been making sales, but hasn't made a profit. And the crazy thing is, so sometimes you oh look at gosh. it and you know, you see these businesses moving in a great direction and it's like, okay, I can see the potential. Like oh, a, yeah. a, a lot of, uh, you know, the social media companies, uh, they, they haven't been profitable for years, maybe a decade, but they've managed to get, you know, such a user base that you can see the potential. I mean, when, yeah. you, when you have millions or billions of people that are using your platform, then it, it's only a matter of time before you can start turning those dollars and making a profit. Oh yeah. But this particular company was like declining. And I tried to tell them, I mean, this wasn't a client. They just sat through one class. And so I didn't have a whole lot of influence on them. And I, I tried to tell them, I'm just like, ah, you probably should shut down. And they weren't having it. They're just like, no way, no how. I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. You know, not, not my place. And, and come to find out what it was is that the, uh, husband was just paying for the losses in the company out oh, of his, man. out of his job. And so I'm like, yeah, that's clearly a form of uh -huh. external cash flow. Yeah, exactly. You know, in the form of equity that yeah. wasn't being properly accounted for right. and created this false sense of you actually have a company here when you don't. Yeah. And, and so that's where I look at it and I say, if you get into a mismanagement of cash flow, you can have cash and cash is king. But if you get into a mismanagement of cash flow and all of a sudden you've created a zombie business, mm -hmm. then you're in a situation where, yeah, cash is king, but you're dying. Right. Well, and it's, it is super interesting. Uh, is, so as you're talking about this, I'm sitting here thinking about a few of these businesses that I know. And uh, one in particular, if you looked at them today, you would think, man, like things are improving. They're doing great. Yeah. Because great business. visually from, from the outside looking in, it, it looks like, well, they've got new marketing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they only have new marketing because... They're desperate for figuring <laughs> yeah. something out. Yeah, yeah. And it's Nothing's all, worked thus far. And, and it's all coming out of the owner's pocket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's delaying this debtor to pay, Robin Peter to pay Paul, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's delaying this debtor to uh, pay off this one. And then, and then that cycle continues. And he takes the money that he makes from job A and immediately puts it back into the previous job. You know what I mean? And it, it's just, yeah. Which, so which it's like, creates cash flow. Yeah. It is technically cash flow. Right. But it's not healthy. Yeah. It, well, and, and again, from the outside, it, it this business in particular looks like it's doing well, but it's definitely not. Like yeah. I, every time I see the cars driving around with the, with the new wrap on them, I'm like, man, 
when am I not going to see that? It's any day now. I'm not going to see that car driving around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so I, I, I want to wrap this up with some key takeaways because there are some specific things that our listeners should be doing in terms of cash flow that are going to help them not be, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that bad case study that, you know, that that you're talking about. And so uh, the first thing that I would highly recommend is to identify how much of your cash flow is internal cash flow and how much of your cash flow is external cash flow. Right. Put the balance to that. I mean, if I'm 10% internal cash flow and 90% external cash flow, if I'm in a high growth market, then I might be okay. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm just really, you know, getting new customers, you know, rapidly, if I'm expanding, if, if new I'm, innovation. Yeah. If th- those things are happening, I can have, you know, a 10% internal cash flow and a 90% external cash flow and I can be okay. But if I'm in kind of a plateaued or even a declining business and that's my balance, I'm out of balance. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get myself in some serious trouble to the point that my business is probably going under. So that, you know, that's a big red flag. Likewise, if I am, you know, let's say 80% internal cash flow or 100% internal cash flow, I see this a lot, you know, if I'm 100% internal cash flow and I've got zero external cash flow coming into my business, then that means that I'm really not growing. I'm really not moving. You know, my business is kind of staying level Mm -hmm. where it is. And if it's a lifestyle business, that might be okay. But if I want growth, that's not the that's not the course of action that I need to you know that I need to be be on. And so so the first thing that I would recommend is to identify how, what percentage of your cash flow is internal, what percentage of your cash flow is external. The second thing that I would look at is I would look and see if I am becoming that zombie business if i'm subsidizing my business with other things to create cash flow right and i you know what do you do with zombies you kill them (laughs) you know don't don't let them eat you and suck your brains out and make a zombie out of you i was gonna go so much more graphic than that (laughs) you you played it well though And, and and so you know look out for the signs of being a zombie business. And what those signs are is excessive subsidies coming in from, you know, some other source. Typical sources are you're subsidizing your labor. Mm. You're subsidizing through, you know, like a spouse's job if they're paying into it. Yeah. You know, or you're subsidizing through some of your own equity but you can't get anyone else to dump equity into it. If you're the yeah. only person who's interested in equity, then you know that's a form of a subsidy. You're getting your brain sucked out by zombies. Yeah. Well, and and, and a key thing I think here to understand, and I'll be quick about this because I know we're trying to wrap up, but uh, a key thing I think we need to understand here is that you, you have to check your ego at the door when it comes to this stuff. If you are in a decline, like if, you, if you're like man this is going to grow and so you decide to ramp up and dump you know 90% of your cash flow into growing this thing mm-hmm. but 
because you're on and, and and it's not smart because you're in an un, a declining market like you've got to be wise enough to say okay yeah I, w- I would really like to see this thing grow but the market's declining mm-hmm. so check your ego at the door or and the same thing with a zombie business if if you're like man just you know one more year we'll take one more year and just infuse this thing with cash mm, at some point it's like dude check it at the door and realize what's going on and and adjust appropriately i'm not saying like give up and throw away your hopes and dreams or whatever but check your ego at the door and make smart decisions mm-hmm. yeah so final thought here you've got to be looking for the relationships of your cash to the other aspects of your financials this is kind of a high-level topic, and so I'm not going to go into it at the podcast. Yeah, We're putting out the 30-day challenge, the 30-day finance challenge. We're going to cover it in that. Yeah. We'll be covering it in future episodes of the podcast that are going to be dedicated to financial ratio analysis. It gets a mm-hmm. little bit deep. But but it's be- so cool. for from Coming from me, from somebody who doesn't didn't start out in finance, isn't a nerd <clears throat> like you. <laughs> Like own it. It's it. Uh, it's cool. It's cool that you own it because it really. There's some really cool things that are going to come out of this challenge for you and your small business. Yeah. So subscribe, keep with us, and uh, keep the conversation coming. Keep making that money. Making the money. Yeah. <laughs>